With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. When I clock out of the hospital at 6 p.m., I'm not done for the night. That's when Gamer Nurse 40 clocks in, and she's got orcs to slay. Sure, I'm playing a 13-year-old in Scranton, but he's a level 53 mage with a filthy mouth. So I need to stay on top of my game. What'd you call me? That's when I crack open a Heineken 00. Zero alcohol, but just as refreshing. So I can focus on stealing his gold before his mom tells him it's bedtime. Take that, kids. Heineken 00. 0.0% alcohol. Now you can. Must be 21 plus to purchase. Enjoy responsibly. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the fight in. It's the fight in. Clock. It's the fight in. It's the fight in. Clock. A camel turner. It's episode 27, season 6 of the Fighting Club podcast. Uh, today I'm joined by Buddy. Hello. We've got Windy. Hello. And Polonius Filth. Hello, hello. How's everyone doing? 
Extra inch <laughs> fucking takeover, that's what this is. <laughs> <laughs> it is. You're, you, you're like a fucking cancer. Not cancer. A, uh, a tumour. Yeah, you're taking over the fighting cock. Like a tumour or cancer. You're a Cheers, cancer man. or Thanks. a tumour to the fighting cock. We're, um, we're evolution, that's what it's, we are. It's growing man. as well. It is. It's a growing tumour. It is. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Congratulations on the uh, extra inch and um, the youth pods. Really good good listen. Um, the extra inch especially, I learned a lot. Bardi, I've got to throw it to you about um, my newfound uh, understanding of Deli Ali. Oh, okay. Thank yeah. you. Genuinely, because I was listening to it and I was like, I was about the same about Muller. I was like, He's a, bit, he's a bit shit. Like, everyone raves about him, but he's a bit shit. But he's not shit at all, is he? He's fucking. He's mustard. And if Ali can replicate anything anywhere near what Muller does, yeah. then um, we're very lucky people indeed. Well, you- Ali's not the quickest. He's not the tallest. He's not the strongest. He's pretty skillful. He's a bit like yeah, and he is like Muller. And Muller, I think, was um, he was nothing. He went from nothing to top goal scorer at the World Cup in South Africa. And it's. Even though Ali's rise hasn't been quite as meteoric, it is still a meteoric rise. Well, he kind of went nothing to scoring seven goals in four games or whatever it is now. He came on. Well, he went from Milton Keynes to um, England regular to a player at um, at the Euros. Being courted by Real Madrid and Barcelona. There you go. Yeah, could you imagine? What, what, do, you, what do you think of that rumour? <clears throat> I mean, there's nothing in it, obviously. But. They're probably sniffing around because every club's aware of how good he is now. Yeah. Can't see anything happening for a good few seasons yet, if at all. But I mean, did you think when Ali came on at the weekend, he just looked like a superstar yeah. compared to the others? Yeah, yeah he did. I mean, maybe it's the comparison with Janssen, to be fair. But <laughs> he he instantly looked apart, and the ball was going to him, and it was sticking, whereas before it was bouncing straight off our forwards. It was very Bale-like that he came on, and the, the class apart was just yeah. immediately you could see that he, you know, it's like if you play football with kids, you could just see you're just too good. You shouldn't be on that pitch. Well, the confidence was just oozing from yeah. him, wasn't it? And, and he's, he's going for he's going for a good spell at the moment. Probably because he can score in, in every game. And yeah. Definitely showed he came on. I mean, when he, at the start of the season, he wasn't really firing. Probably still tired from the Euros, and um, I think now he's hit his strides as, as as many other people in the in the squad. I, just, I consistently get improved wrong. I'm like, like I said, I'm never going to have an opinion again. Obviously, we posted on our on the Fighting Cock Twitter account this week that uh, today um, that since yet yeah, one matter signed for Man United, um, Ericsson out of the forward, the best forward players in in the country, has scored and assisted more than any other. And I know there's more to football than just those statistics, but they're pretty important ones, goals and assists, aren't they? They are, of course, but also I'm sure that. That doesn't take the number of games into consideration. I mean, Matt has been in and out that team, whereas Ericsson's played pretty much steadily. He's been one of our crucial players, ever-present, near enough. And Hazard had a, had a season off, but still yeah. was playing. Yeah. And Ozil, who everyone rates as like, the assist king. Dried up this year, haven't they? Well, even Sissoko's outdid him in that department. <laughs> no, it's beautiful, isn't it? So, another assist Sissoko, mate. Yeah, against Villa. Um, the Fighting Cock... And he said the long bullshit then. The Fighting Cock is uh, sponsored by Bet on Brazil. Um... So, uh, if you want to go and bet, if you're interested in betting, um, do you know what I've forgotten again? Uh, the, those poor homeless people. I've, forgot, I've forgotten to bet again. Can someone else take, do this? Because I don't understand betting that often. We'll do it. We'll yeah. it out. Yeah. So, if we give you £40, just throwing that out, pick that out, you have to make money for homeless people using Bet on Brazil. All right. So, and think it, about the West Brom game. If we, if we bet, yeah, think about West Brom at the weekend. If you, it's a tricky one, isn't it? If 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 you put forty pound in, then Bet on Brazil will match that with, for free bets. I think. Well, if you want to bet on Brazil and you want to bet on Tottenham, seventy percent of Tottenham's home victories this season have been only by a single goal. So, um, 
Is that true? That's true. That's, that's, that's you, a fact. You think about a form this season, you think about the 4 nils, four, a couple of 4 ones. You know, away at Stoke for, but is this at home? It's at home, home yeah. games. And the West Brom game is bound to be tight. Yeah. We'll preview the West, West Brom game. But anyway, bet on Brazil. Uh, if you use the code TFC60, they'll match whatever deposit you make up to £60. They've got also got a happy hour between 5pm and 6pm. So, yeah. Uh, enjoy responsibly. When the fun stop, stop. Yeah, you have to be over 18 to, yeah, you, to, do, to do this. You do, you do, indeed. Um, it's always a difficult one previewing a game that no one really gives a fuck about. I mean, we wanted to win, obviously, and it was nice to see Tottenham play again. Um, and it was nice to see us break down a team that just set out to defend. I mean, I, sometimes I looked at Villa and they genuinely had six free, six at the back, three in midfield, and then just a, a bungalow who's belly. A footballer, let alone a striker. He's got proper fat, hasn't he? He's got weird, he's got weird fat. And all the stress of being at Villa has really, really weighed on him. All his baby mothers as well. Oh, is how many baby mothers he's got? I think he's, he's got a fair few. I think he's been a bit of a naughty boy. But I think they've been depleted by um, by the African Cup of Nations as well. Um, I can't pronounce the guy's name, but it begins with a K and IU have gone to um, the African Cup of Nations, and they'd be normally their first choices are high up the pitch so Khadija, I've gone all is it Khadija Khadija something like that yeah I bought him in Bristol City or Kodja yeah. something like that good player yeah and uh, they bought him in from the world um, I've gone all that is not the others yeah. <laughs> and um, no he looked, he looked lost out there didn't do anything all game but he was never they were never going to do much were they I mean we no. you'd expect, what did you think of the game really I thought it was a really poor Spurs performance for the first sort of 70 minutes until basically the Alley change and then the formation switch subsequently. Um, there weren't really any standout performances. I thought Harry Winks played well, kept things ticking over, but it was just what was in front of him was poor. And I didn't like the formation. I thought it was a bad choice to go with a back three with a defensive midfielder as well when we were playing against a team with one striker who's barely a striker at the moment. It felt to me like we'd gone too defensive. Um, we could have gone for another attacking player on the pitch and broken them down sooner. Well, I thought the problem with playing three at the back in this case was Carter Vickers and Wimmer are no... You can't really substitute them for Vertonghen and um, Dyer when it comes to on the ball. So that did that did um, cause us problems. But um, I just got a question, the logic of Aston Villa. I mean, what was their intention to not get spanked? It yeah, seems... Another, another little payday, Villa Park, full, full house. That, so that their sole intention of that cup tie was to come there and just not get beaten. What did, what did, sorry, I'm getting, I'm getting a bit... What, what, what did you expect? Oh, they did exactly what I expected them to do. You got, what, did they come out and play against I, I know, us? I know, maybe, maybe this, this is me getting old. I don't know, but it just... They had... This is, I know the magic of the FA Cup is, is, a, is a cliche, but they had no intention to win the game. I, I, I don't understand how a football team can do that. At least when you, you see the second string side that Tottenham got put out, and historically we don't do that well in the cup com- competitions under Pochettino, why not give it a go? Why not at least attempt? Even even with like maybe 20 minutes to go, they still weren't trying? You might as well. You might as well. That, that would be my feeling. Villa had a big, loud support there. They brought down shitloads, and, and they kind of were greeted by that <clears throat> yeah. that formation. Yeah, um, I don't know. I mean, even teams <coughs> at all level are making changes. I think Brighton made 11 changes themselves so it's not even just the Premier League teams who are making wholesale changes um, yeah I mean that part I don't know what Villa's motivation was um, I don't see what benefit a replay does for, does for us or them because it's quite a congested um, fixture list in the yeah. championship so I just thought it might in business sense maybe yeah but I don't think they're they're not sure of a quid or two with, the, with you, a parachute payment and you can see the problem of replay happens at Liverpool have got to play I think was it seven games in 20 days oh fuck yeah, they're, they're, in the, they're in the semis oh okay good for the league cup fuck them 
they they barely played football this year, and they that's true. Fucking pricks, hate them. Um, yeah, I, it's just one one of those one of those games. I, I think the best thing that we won quite easily without expending hardly any energy. Uh, shout out to Winks, especially who kind of was was the only one in midfield who just took the took the game by the horns. Yeah, I, th- I mean, I felt like Winks at times was the only player who had the handbrake off and was actually prepared to go forward and risk a few things, whereas some of them were just... They kind of went through the motions a bit. I mean, Son you, you, and... We, we can win what by doing that, then we should, probably should. You mean you just... Get, well, there's no, there's, no, out. there's no benefit from beating them 6-0 and expending and chasing and, 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 um, and pressing. But what you'd hope is that players with something to prove will, will kind of put the work in and, and try and create something and try to catch the eye of the manager. There, there's difference... I mean, we're talking about Jansen, aren't we? The difference between someone who wants to be able to mm. improve... And who physically can't improve? <laughs> but I, I would say the, 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 same, nice, I'm sorry. the same counts for Sissoko and Son in many ways. I mean, Sissoko had a couple of flashy moments where he did okay. Should have scored at the end. Um, and Son had a much better second half than first half, where he was pretty abysmal. But also Ben Davies, you know, he's okay. So he's so far behind Rose now that he probably hasn't got a chance of getting in the team in the near future. But he, he just showed no ambition with the ball. There's not um, a wing back though, is he? No. Did you hate that performance? You sound like very, very, very unhappy. I found it frustrating. I was very bored in the stands watching it. To be honest, yeah. yeah. I'm with Wendy on this, and even I, you Ooh. guys are complimenting Harry Winks. I thought I would have, I wanted to see more from Harry Winks. I thought this was an opportunity for him to really kind of. We, we talk about Dembele or Winks, whether Winks can step up, and you, Winks can't step up at the moment. He's not ready to do it. But this was a game you get through and win. It wasn't a game to impress him. I know, I know, I know exactly what you mean. You don't want to go above. You don't want to go into third gear. You want to chill out and go through it. But you would want players to, to kind of step up and prove themselves. But I think what we have, the issue we have at the moment, especially in fullbacks, is that Davies and Trippier they kind of know that they're never going to get near that first team unless unless something happens. To but, the, but the most important thing is that they are understanding of their position. You saw their interview in the, just after the game, and if you did, yeah, but they were asked them. They said, like, well, "What do you do? Because you've, you've got you've got the best two fullbacks in." In form wise, probably the, in Europe at the moment. I know I'm biased, but probably certainly in the league. And I think they called um, Kieran Trippier Kevin. I yeah, think they did. She yeah, did. Yeah. yeah, because you see his face. Yeah, he kind of like, oh, well, I can't. What am I going to do? Great. <laughs> he, he does look a bit devoid of emotion and any personality, though, doesn't he? Probably just didn't even realise until the thing was over. Out of every member of our first team squad, he's most likely to kill a man. I think. Or has or has killed people. <laughs> I think he's seen stuff. Yeah, he's seen uh, things. I reckon yes. Kevin Kevin Wimmer could kill someone unintentionally, just kind of turn around and, and clock someone around the head with those massive arms. Like Lenny, he's killed a few. Ooh. Yeah, <laughs> killed a few bunnies, Kevin Wimmer. But but Kieran Trippier's <laughs> seen stuff and done stuff. I think the thing with um, Trippier is that he's nearer stylistically to Carl Walker than Davis is to Danny Rose. So there is a bit of a there's a bit of a chasm in between their purposes. So. Three at the back benefits Trippier more than it does Davis because Davis is not a rampaging fullback. But and and when Nkudu came on, there's someone in front of him. He improved after that. But Davis can also play if we need him to in, in the free. So yeah. these these mm. are good squad players. And to expect more of fullbacks that are never going to play in the league, it's almost it, it's how like I heard about. I can't remember where I heard it. Actually, fuck it, it's on the uh, extra inch. Uh, I think it was um, Ewan who was saying. I might be wrong. He, he was saying that Janssen was brought in because of his attitude, his willingness to learn and, and his willingness to, to wait <laughs> for his time. But that is important because how important is the in chemistry at Tottenham? If you've got two fullbacks who can do a job, in most Premier League sides they would get into those teams. 
So, look, I get that they're leagues below Walker and, and Rose, but to have two people that are willing to, to try and learn and, and to improve themselves and be called upon and, and do a job when they're in, that's as valuable as having a top-class left-back who can play behind Rose and who's going to get the ump if he's not playing. Team chemistry. Why do you hate Trippier so much? <laughs> <laughs> do, do you know what? You hate him. You hate his guts. I like the fact that he does offer something different in that he can cross the ball well from deep. And that's a great skill for us to have in the in the squad as a whole. But I just think he's a very limited footballer. Defensively, he's poor. He won't ever beat a man and go on the outside and hit the touch line because he can't. He hasn't got the ability to beat a man. Um, so that doesn't leave him much. Two of the two of the goat assists of all time. They were amazing. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But we're not going to get any better than him as a backup, though. So yeah, but what do you want to do? So we are. Come on, Peters. Yeah. Well, I, 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 like, honestly, when he was on the bench, that was the most exciting part of, of Sunday for me. Mm. I was I was thrilled to see him. There. I really hope. I, w- I wish he'd, he'd been brought. I'm really curious to see what he can do. Yeah. So you've been talking about him for such a long time. Um, and I've never seen him play. You haven't? Not really, no. Oh. When, when, He's when would I? I'm trying to think. It must be a televised game where he... Played once. The rumour is he's going to be signing or has signed a new contract and will be promoted to the first team squad for the rest of the season, so hopefully we'll get to see a bit of him. Shit. Yeah. But, I mean, I think he's better than Trippier already. I would really? Say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like sure. ability-wise, he's miles better. But, but you don't. But you you do have a little bit of bias around young players coming through because yeah. you've been you invested in them, in them you, the, which my, is fine. My bias is that I would prefer. Even if he wasn't better than Trippier already, I'd prefer him to play over Trippier because I think long-term he could be. But I actually think he's better at the moment. Hold on. So we go away... So we play away game to Sunderland. We've got a big game on the weekend. You would play... Carl Walker-Peters over Kim Trippier not necessarily I'm not necessarily saying that so you're denying what you just said no sounds like you contradict yourself sound like a denier size wise I'll just stop you there Wendy (laughs) (laughs) go on carry on on. (laughs) no I mean he he, he could get bullied because he's he's a small guy Um, how how small what is his physical stats he's slim he's very slim Uh, he's he's not that he's not particularly he's not like I don't know Aaron Lennon's quite short yeah Trippy's quite short and Rose is quite short something like that yeah but that's okay for a fullback yeah and he's got great recovery pace which Trippier hasn't so that that will be on his side but then we've seen Trippier get absolutely destroyed against Monaco we saw him get destroyed last year against West Ham that that Mendy is one of the best left backs I've seen in my entire life it's no disgrace getting destroyed by him the Monaco left back Oh yeah, he, is. he was he was amazing. He was really good. But I guess the elephant in the room is Amy Anton. Let's 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 roll up our sleeves and um, so I'd pick that pile of shit before we saw. <laughs> I just <laughs> felt so much pity for yeah, him. Yeah, unless you don't want that, you don't want to feel pity for. I mean, you're you're harsher than most, uh, right? So, uh, T, because your your treatment of Soldado was bordering on. Um, a bit spiteful at times. Yeah, you you hated him. You hated his guts. But because I invested so much in him, and he invested so much money in going to Fiorentina, which he, he single-handedly fucked. Well, well there was, but um, <laughs> I give it a little bit of a backstory. I'll, I'll be quick. Was that the seasons before he joined us? I said we've really got to sign this guy. He's smashing it for Valencia year one year. It was Valencia, wasn't it? Yeah. Mm. I get the V's mixed up. So year one year, he was smashing it. And actually, um, a company I worked at, um, there was a bloke who worked in another territory, who I had to speak to, communicate every day. And he's a Valencia fan, and I said, this old Dardo, how good is he? He's really good. So I'm like, you know, fuck, we've really got to sign this guy. I'm really excited we signed him. It was like, oh my God, we've got a player that I've always wanted. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> and the thing is, and, and the thing was, is that um, he scored a few goals to, as Potch would say, keep the Wolves away from the door, yeah. early doors. He got a few penalties, and that was fine. But Jantz has not even done that. I mean, the stat well, that's got, been... got three penalties. Mm. 
but he's done, was it? Three he's done nothing. Open play. I've open play. Was it 33 shots 30 and no, shots. no goal? Has he got 33 shots? I don't remember touching at all. Premier League. The problem with the difference, I mean, he's been compared to Janssen and Soldado and they're completely different players and yeah. Soldado's probably twice the player that he is. Um, he, he offered so much more what, what I'm doing right is because I get get this wrong so many times Sissoko <laughs> wrong Ericsson wrong Ali wrong but hypercritical and I'm trying not to be that but if I just say Janssen's a turd then maybe it'll come back and bite me I fucking hope because there's, there's there's something beautiful about watching a striker desperately try to score um except when it's your own striker. Yeah. And you just I'm just willing the ball to him. I'm willing him to score and I want him to be happy and he just looks in pain. He looked like um a small chart at a piñata where they're blindfolded. You know what I mean? You're, you're cheering him on, you're pushing it towards a piñata and he keeps missing it. The thing with Soldado, he would miss hundreds of chances a game. Literally hundreds, yeah. Yeah. And Jansen doesn't even do that. <laughs> but Jansen doesn't even do that. Soldado was starting though, wasn't he? Yeah, but Soldado would miss easy chances, but he'd be there. Yeah. The not even. I mean, Pochettino's done some brutal things in his time at Spurs, <laughs> but taking off Janssen in that manner, <laughs> well, that was that's, that's like the most brutal thing I've, I've ever seen him do. Because you, everybody else would have left out of sheer pity for the guy, would have left him on and done the easy sub, take off Son or yeah. son, or take off a, a defensive. <laughs> I, I wasn't. Se- I didn't see that coming. To I know. Neither like, did I. Like, it was yeah, so, like. <laughs> Get rid of Janssen. We're not bringing on another striker. Just, just get off. <laughs> just play with ten men. I feel bad. I feel bad. I, I, I mean, it's not. But look, it's a. We're a big fucking football club. You know, we are, we expect a certain level of performance. But especially against a team like Villa, as a human being, I, I feel bad. With yeah, him. yeah. I, I feel for him. I don't want him to. Well, I think um, Dan Kilpatrick on the Tottenham Way was saying he's supposedly one of the nicest guys at the club as well, which just don't makes it even worse. Don't tell me that. It's like Sol does. Body doesn't give a shit about that. But <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. Well, I don't like the thought that another human being, even one that's fucking pillaging us of about sixty grand a week, uh, probably not that much. But it, I, I kind of don't like the idea of any Spurs player being really unhappy unless they deserve it. Well, I mean. Another thing they mentioned on the pod, I was going to say anyway, on the Tottenham way, they said um, it's the first time our fans kind of turned on him in a way. Like when he got off, there's a bit of, there's almost like a sarcastic cheer. I hate that shit. And, um, Cheering off. I mean, it's, it's I mean it's, it, it was half, it was half singing for Ali, half kind of cheering him off. At least boo him off. If you're going to get rid of him, don't, don't <laughs> kind of, you know. Don't semi-commit. Don't semi-exactly. If you, if you want him off the pitch, just fucking commit to it. Don't, none of this like, he's coming off. Just fucking get off. He got he, he got lucky in that with John Wickham next. That's another chance for redemption. <laughs> and it's at home. And four, they're in League 2. So if, if you don't score there. Four goals against Wickham, that, that, that won't help him. But gonna, maybe it will. It'll be good to see the two strikers with the biggest asses in football on the pitch at the same time. I can fend one. That's another thing that fucking annoys me about Yander. I just remembered now. Sometimes they'll, they'll demand the ball, <laughs> so they'll play a long ball up to him, and he just won't win it in the air. He'll barely jump. I know, I and, I know. and the bloke who's replaced him, as Altmer, is apparently smashing it as well. I think he. Yeah, but fucking Dutch, Dutch football is the fucking. Yeah, but Ericsson and Vertonghen came from Dutch football, so it's not all bad. In terms of standard, it's this toilet of football. What, did you see the goal? 13th, the... In elite, 13th in Europe, by the way. Who? The Dutch league is ranked 13th in Europe. Wow. So that is below below the Czech and the Swiss league. There you go, mate. Well, the, there's a, did you see the goal the Dutch goalkeeper scored against PSV in the last minute overhead back heel? Yeah, fuck you know. Yeah. So even their even their goalkeepers are scoring goals in Holland. Uh, oh, I, I just want to, let's not turn on Jansen. Well, let, right, turn on him, but I don't know if we need to compound all of the 
Do you want, do you want to compound it? <laughs> no, 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 no. What, what I will say is that if we'd have recorded this after the game on Sunday, I'd have been a lot more aggressive about it. But now I think, I, I think there is a way back from. I think the draw has helped him. The fact we've drawn Rick about him, I wouldn't be upset what, if he started that game. What, what I would say is... And then the Sunday, I thought, just, I thought, just fuck off, don't play my club again. Yeah, but what I'm saying is that everybody knows this about Janssen. What are we adding to the discussion of <coughs> just slagging him off? And if that's all we're going to do, we don't need to talk and do it. We don't need to do it. Let's just, you know, everyone knows, everyone hates him or, or thinks he's shit and it was a mistake buying him. Let's not just... I don't think he's shit. I just think he's having a shit time. I okay. think he, he's probably a really good player that will find his feet somewhere else and score bags of goals like he did last year. I think he's shit. Because okay. No, no, I'm, and this is my reason. I'm going to give a quick point because he's never where he should be. He's always running towards the goal. He's always trying to get there, but the ball is always behind him. And that's nothing to do with the server. He doesn't understand football. Like Physical. a fire engine at the wrong fire. Time after time. Right, look, I, I would say... There's a building burning down and it's not there. <laughs> how, how about There's this? children died in that building. How about this? We'll make this final point in that we, we said pretty much as soon as we saw him that he's probably the least intelligent footballer I've ever seen. But, but, but... Yeah, but but I would like also like to blame you as well because coming out in the summer doing a special Janssen pod... Was you not excited? Totally your fault. <laughs> of course it is. Um, that is the opposite of someone doing good, isn't it? It's build them up and then this. Yeah. Um... Yeah, how about we make this pact here? Is it until <laughs> until he does something good, we won't talk about him again. I've got an idea. What's that? Betting him to score every week. Yeah, that is likely to play on bet on bet on yeah bet on Brazil. Yeah, put forty quid on it. What about the homeless people? <laughs> against Wickham, let's put forty quid on it. <laughs> all right, all yeah, right. Against, against Wickham, put, put forty. Quid all right, on. we'll put forty quid on Matt, on 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 Janssen to yeah. score against Wickham. Yeah, <laughs> it's immoral. Immoral. All right, but we're gonna leave him alone from now on unless he does something good. Inkadu came on, lovely little assist. Within a minute, I didn't realise it was one minute. Yeah, straight out too. And Ben Davies, I know you're slagging him off and you hate his guts, but quality header, quality, amazing. That's what you'd expect. You'd be impressed with Darry Kane scoring that. Yeah, without that, to be fair, the the (coughs) header from Davies made that into a good cross because it was it was a long way behind him. It was awkward. Uh, It wasn't a great ball from Inkadu. Mm. But quality header from Davies did so much with that. I just want to say T was there the day I committed to Inkudu at the at Wembley. Wembley. At Wembley, I I like I like him. I think he's going to be a great fucking player. I just a great player, a great player for Tottenham. I think he's just I don't know. tiny. I'm not saying I like him. weak, tiny, uh, but I, I'm excited by him mm. when he comes on uh, the flick. When he came, we did that little flick on down the left hand side at Wembley. That was class. Yeah, he's got definitely got class in him. He's excited and he wants to, someone to bring on and yep. 85 minutes if you're chasing the game or at 70 minutes if you're chasing the game. Absolutely, why not? Um, so, what's this that about West Brom not beating them in years? At home. Right. We always we used to just smash them away. Remember Kane scoring twice and him. Kane scored, was it had to go, uh, score twice, like in a 3 0. Yeah, it's going to be a, a difficult and frustrating 90 minutes unless we score early. Yeah, um, I think if we'd have played um, West Brom on Saturday or on Sunday, and not the FA Cup, we would have probably destroyed them four or five nil. But you, now I'm a bit uh, that gap might have. Do you um? Oh, you mean that they've got time? Well, well, yeah. I think that we were on such a high after the Chelsea game. Mm. We've almost forgotten that game since that so long ago now. Yeah. And it's hard to. I mean, we've, well, we've won six in the spin in all competitions, but the fact that it's so far from the Chelsea game makes makes me think. Well, maybe some of that momentum's gone. Well, I hope not. But. Possibly, but at the same time, they probably expended quite a lot of energy against Chelsea, so the extra rest might might do some good. Yeah, Possibly. I mean, historically, when we've had a moment to, to to rest and collect our thoughts, we've come on very strong. 
I like the fact that we beat Villa without playing hardly any of our first team, or you know, at least fringe, play, fringe first team players. So that's all good. Um, but you know, Pulis, he loves this sort of shit. This is his perfect thing. He doesn't have to do anything inventive. All he's got to do is soak up pressure and fucking try and hit us on the break. Brunt just fucking smashing that ball up to Rondon. See what happens. But like, what you got to do is like eight at the back. You just hit it long to Rondon, and they're like, "Is that? Is that it? Mm. That's fucking it." Just be wasting time for the opening minute. I think you're being a little bit unfair because I was quite shocked by this. But Matty Phillips has got eight assists and four goals. This leading, season. I think he's leading the league. And um, Solomon Shit. Solomon Rondon's got seven goals. <laughs> it's like, where the fuck did they come from? But Phillips, he's been he's been unbelievable. He's, he shoots with his left foot, right foot, cuts inside, goes outside. Oh he's God. really good. I'm, and um, between Chadley Phillips and Rondon, they're you know they've got players there that can hurt us, and it's not like old West Brom. They will defend, but then they can actually, for once, bite us on the counter. Like Ch- Chadley's hardly playing. Phillips is more, more playing in his place, really. I so. think they are a little bit old West Brom still, but just getting luck in front of goal at the moment because although they're eight from the table, they're fourth lowest in the shots per game, fourth lowest in the shots per target on target per game, lowest possession, second lowest pass success. And basically, all of their assists seem to be from the long ball. I mean, they're, they're third in the league in terms of the highest long ball key passes, mm. second lowest in terms of short key passes. And, and, they're, they're, and, and they've lost three of their last five. And we've got the best defence in the league. Exactly. And we play a back three. What are they going to do? Just pump it long constantly? They, I, I mean, they, they've evolved they're... a little bit. They've got Chris Brunt now playing left back rather than four centre backs across the back. So that, that gives them an option. Who Carl Walker push. on Chris Brunt? Well, exactly. At fullback, you should be able to skin him for days. Should. Um, um, I, I would be well behind going forty-three-one for this one. We don't need again. We don't need three defenders against Rondon. We can we can cope with just well, two. You've got back. forty pounds to play with. <laughs> just make it happen, all right? All right. <laughs> um, so uh, you went to the QPR game last night. Yeah, uh, Spurs. You cut fourth round. Uh, what did you cut mean? Is it under 18s? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, so we, we kind of pushed this as an 1882 thing for in the first one in about a year uh, through the podcast and on Twitter and whatnot, and then all the rows, seven strikes, and then there was there was a, a tube strike mooted happened the day before, and we kind of pulled back because we just thought it was going to be very difficult for people to get to, and there won't be any interest. Um, but yeah, you went went to the game. They won four one. Yep. And uh, it was good. A few people turned up. Yeah, it was really, really good, fun, um, fun match. Like no, no concerns at all that Spurs were going to be. Can you not look at my notes? You're putting me on. <laughs> Sorry, wow, this is, I like this the way he's stapled them together as well. <laughs> go on, go on, tell us. <laughs> uh, yeah, they, they, they didn't look. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't look trouble. They looked like they could have scored a few more. It was basically the ideal game, and uh, we have got a few songs going in the crowd. It was good fun. Um, Probably between 100 and 200 Spurs fans there, maybe towards the 100. Um, and yeah, good good performances. Cruise through to the next round where we play Norwich, who are a decent team at uh, academy level. At White Hart Lane? It should be, <coughs> I believe, at White Hart Lane. I believe that they have to play at White Hart Lane. Okay, it? so if it is, um, we, we kinda, we, we get, we'll do it again, the 1882 thing, uh, and we'll push it you know, aggressively. Yeah. Um, we might get a little poster designed up. Ooh. Really give it full. You know, full weight, and see what 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 can happen because uh, there has been some criticism of our efforts in in kind of getting eighteen eighty two up and running. Obviously, there's been difficulties with um, stadium and whatnot, but uh, we could be doing more to push it. To be honest, um, well, it's, it's it's a bit difficult with the ballot and the reduced capacity at Hart Lane. It's impossible with that stuff. But, yeah, you know, people have been talking about youth football, and we kind of found it. Diff- you know, people weren't turning up. Essentially, the last time we did it, we got a nice comment though from. 
Johnny Walczak. He says, I just want to thank you guys at the Fine Cop for 1882, seeing as our home will soon be demolished. I like to think I was blessed for experiencing the lane and how football was supposed to be experiencing, experienced cathartically, exhaustingly and perpetually. I'll never forget walking back to Seven Sisters from the Anzi Games with Soldado Hattrick and AVP's second to last game with my chest and lungs aching, utterly euphoric. We'll hope to be able to carry on some of the atmosphere into the new stadium. It's difficult to say. Um, I, I mean, I maintain that team's got to be playing well, and we'll need Postinus to still be there and the current structure as it is. Um, if we're not playing well, then <clears throat> the atmosphere won't carry. But I think there'll be more scope for Rain 82 at the new stadium in terms of the size of it, and we'll be able to get a block a lot easier, I'd imagine. I'm, I mean, I'm cautious about when the new stadium opens about going, oh, yeah, yeah now we're going to do 1882, mm. because people are going to be excited about a new stadium and you don't want this kind of uh, whatever you think up, up eight, starts yeah 1882 is divisive it's a certain degree although that, a lot of that's diminished but going into the new stadium it should all be about us creating new memories and, and and bits and pieces like that and I think the games will come around where we might get Wickham in the FA Cup we're selling 61,000 seats it's going to be really difficult in those instances it'll be very easy to do something like eighteen eighty two. Um, yeah I mean look just as a response to what he said the really lovely things he said I mean that that, that is lovely and those games that, that Anzi game was was fantastic and, yeah. and really special and um, it's nice <coughs> that he's saying thank you and all that kind of stuff it wasn't us man it was Tottenham all we did is come up with an idea that resonated for some reason an umbrella for everyone to get under um, but you know what made that game especially great was the people that went and um, and, and the performance of the team and you Johnny um, so thank you how about that very nice very nice <coughs> probably um, tight chested you're right <coughs> I think you're getting a cold I'm having a heart can have a panic attack um, <laughs> proper numbers if you die live on the pod no I need to do another line no I'm joking um, <laughs> yeah that would be wouldn't it <laughs> the dream <laughs> build a statue for me guys <laughs> <laughs> Alright, that's it from the first half of the Fighting Club podcast. Wendy, have you done anything? Not yet, but I will do. Just don't bother. Alright. Yeah. Wendy, about to drop the fucking knowledge, blood. I see you, I got your back. Hi, this is Wendy, back with the weekly youth update. Looking at our young players and players out on loan. Starting off with the low knees, very quick one. Uh, worth watching match of the day to see Luke McGee's performance against Chelsea for Peterborough. He conceded a few goals, but his performance overall was good. And one plaudits from Peterborough fans. He kept plenty out. And if you want to see that, you can do so. Uh, use the subreddit football downloads and match of the day from the weekend is on there. The under-18s won 4-1 against QPR at Loftus Road in the fourth round of the FA Youth Cup. It was a comprehensive victory. In all honesty, it could have been more. We were not particularly tested, but played well despite that. I was particularly impressed with Tanganga, who's a fantastic centre-back. Ioma, who played it right back and did really well, stepped into midfield a few times nicely. Um, Also, Shishua had a tidy game, and Jack Rolls, who scored twice, was excellent. We will now play Norwich in the next round, and I'm hoping that will be at White Hart Lane. I believe it has to be a White Hart Lane. 
Okay, that's it for this week. As ever, if you're interested in more young players, follow me on Twitter at WindyCoys. That's Coys for Come On Your Spurs. Second half of the Fighting Cock podcast. Thank you very much, Windy. We've had a bit of a... We just recorded about six or seven minutes of gold. Sure, gold. Fighting Cock gold. And I stood up to get my beer and pulled the recorder off the desk. Uh, and you'll never hear it, but it'll stay in our memories forever. Yeah, um, yeah thanks for that, Windy. Um, you, you got an email? Yes, I wanted to give a little shout-out to Adrian Richards, who emailed us... Um, editor at thefightingcock.co.uk if you want to get in touch mm. um, he, and it was when Flav was talking about 1882 in the first half it made me remember his email which is a really nice email and just mentioned a few things about 1882 and how he felt it was a good thing um, and he was saying three years later he's so pleased that we're developing different types of content for different types of Spurs fans and it was a really nice email we don't, we don't get many of those Here he comes. He, what did he say? He mentioned, did... the, he mentioned the extra inch. Just... <laughs> briefly, briefly. It's briefly really hard to it. recreate what we've just done, but ultimately you brought that up just so you can mention the extra No, that's not true. It's not true. No. It's true. And then we I, talked about... I wanted to mention Adrian because um, he said he doesn't normally write in, but decided to do so after he told his nephew that you might appreciate the feedback. However, I also told him that my email wouldn't be read out because the guys will be spending an hour talking about drip doctors and mas- masturbation. So drip doctors. How fit was that drip doctor, babe? She was pretty fit. Oh, mate. Hell. You would, I mean, if I was Sammy and Nazri and I could and get away with it, he didn't get away with it. Yeah. I'm not that I would do things if I could get away with it, but oh, I mean, she Well, was... he's, he's over a barrel, though, isn't he? Either he's um, he's, he's played away from home or he's, uh, he's been doping. Can I ask and a technical for that? Can I ask, like, so she's a drip doctor or she's a prostitute or she's combined the two roles into one? No, she's, she's just... not a boss, she's she, a doctor. She's a doctor, oh, okay. Just, was that DCF? Shit! <laughs> he took advantage. Fuck you! No, know, no fair play to Nazri. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> it would be hard in that instance in a hotel room to. You'd have to be a man of strong moral fibre yeah. to say no. Yes, one hundred percent. And I, I, I think that felonious. I think Wendy and, and I am. Uh, that man <laughs> you're saying I'm not I'm proper I'm proper moral five I'm pure I'm like moral wheat a big five I'm right, if only we can get those six minutes back <laughs> to uh, this I'm moral wheat a we got into the discussion about um, p- people sending in emails and how so, nice it is so, it is nice but we were talking about setting up a P.O. box yeah. like how hard is it to set does anyone have one no anyone ever know about any Wendy's blatantly got one can you can you, can you, can you, can you <laughs> can, Wendy can you look into us setting up a P.O. box uh, yeah please because I, I, I want people to send us shit not, not literal poo no, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> no there's a woman in Joe Rogan who sends people her, her shit and her piss yeah. What were people and she missed a lot of money for it. Yeah, she missed a lot of money oh from it as well. God. I don't remember her name, but spooky probably remind me, but yeah. I remember on Eurotrash there was a guy that used to paint using his shit and he if he needed like the colour red, he would eat like loads of like curry red curry paste and stuff like that. If he needed a colour green, he would eat more spinach. This is on Eurotrash, it's gotta be true. And he used to paint using his shit. It must stink. Um so can we set up a U- a, a, a PO box? And you can send us whatever you like. Please don't send shit. But other than that, because we're going to throw open. Can you, can you not just have stuff sent to Ball Street? Is it too risky? No, actually, that's not too risky. Um, but then everyone will probably turn up at your door. No one gives a fuck about me or anyone. It's, it's a published address anyway, I'm sure, right? I mean, yeah, all right. Yeah? Send stuff. Should I? <laughs> Should I probably get permission? Check with your boss first. Yeah. Yeah. You might get fired. 
out of a cannon. Yeah, no, <laughs> no let, let's 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 not do that. Um, so, yeah, post PO box. Can, can you sort out a PO box, Wendy? I don't, I'm only asking you because you get shit done. I'll see what I can do. Yeah, uh, and then and then you send the stuff. Like it could be anything, uh, and then we'll talk about it on the pod. And I would like to say that the greatest job title, well, the greatest thing that's ever that I've ever heard came out of your mouth when um, we lost the recording was a porn opportunist oh yeah we well, were talking about where you found your porn yeah because um, I found um, we were talking about sending stuff in and how Thelonious was quite he was quite worried if someone started sending in CDs or black tapes in, ca- in case in case it was illegal stuff yeah because then there's, there's a law passed what that for example you can't watch face sitting or in cho- the UK or choking out and that yeah not that I mean and it just reminded me of the, of the time I was with my mate. What was Sasha. on this DVD? It was. You found it in a bush. It was, it was like it? A, it was a. It wasn't. It was a compilation of porn scenes. So it was like the best. It wasn't a compilation. The best of. It was a best of. A highlight reel. What's, but, a, what's a compilation? A compilation is where it's just the money shots. <laughs> Do you watch a lot of porn? <laughs> what the heck? What? You don't I'm know that term? Before. No. So, so a it, it's a play on the words compilation. Yeah, exactly. But you add the word come and it's just it's just jazz shots. It's just, it's just money shots. You never heard about that? But anyway, this this CD that me and my mate Sasha found, <laughs> we found it in a bush after we come Is back. Is Sasha a girl or a boy? He's a boy. Alright. And um the, the the CD was great, but it was scratched up so certain scenes would skip. So you had to know where tactically tac- tac- where to skip forward. Because if you hit one of the skippy bits, your computer froze up, so you yeah. had to skip through. Yeah, mate. Can you yes. imagine that being stuck in the computer, though? You were committed. Committed, of course. Yeah, well, I was a young boy. There was no internet then, man. <laughs> the, you the don't fu- explain yourself. I'm, I'm the the funny thing is that in those days, um, when, you, when, you know, when you got a DVD, not, not fun, when you got a DVD, mm. they'd have all these little um, extras on it. Remember DVD extras? You know, the commentary? Yeah. So on porno, they got like, they had, like angles, yeah. and you got like um, cowgirl. So, oh. I don't know, there'd be five scenes on a, on a, on a, on a DVD, yeah. right? And you've got a compilation of the cowgirl from all the girls on it. Yeah. And then you've got another one, I don't know, like a money shot or a compilation, as he's just called it. So, <laughs> so before, like, when we were young, there's only two places that you could get porn. One in bushes or railway sidings or in woods. Woods. <laughs> yeah, or it was if your dad or, uh, had a stash somewhere and you managed to find it. Or um, Eurotrash. Oh, yeah, Eurotrash didn't work. Red Shoe Diaries, but that was too soft. I mean, the first time I found it was hard back then. Yeah, hardcore was porn hard was um, that was eye opening. I was like, "What the fuck is that sex?" Wow. Um, what? <laughs> Where's the worst place you found porn? <laughs> the worst, worst place. place. Oh, not worst place. Anyway. <laughs> uh, on the way home from school, that was the only place. Um, just like just along, along the route, obviously the, the bigger boys had left their stashes for for the younger lads to find, mm. and find we did. I do quite like that. It's like the passing on of the torch. Yeah. Yeah. That is how it Baton. used to be, yeah. You had, you had, you had, you had like, it was a band of brothers. You knew mm. that the younger lot would need it at some point. Yeah. So find a way to distribute this without getting caught or making it look like you've done anything bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I found, we found it in... Um, so there used to be a park near where we used to live and there's a <laughs> pavilion. But the pavilion was like old and decrepit. It needed repair. Yeah. And someone must have put um, a stash of uh, magazines in there. Nice. That's where you found it. Well, like it's eight or nine or more. Uh, about, about maybe ten, fifteen. What you just shared them out between you? Yeah. We just look through them. It's like, hey, muff, yeah, and then muff, nice, uh, and then and, and and then did you sort of you hide hide something and take them home? No, there's no way I was taking those home. Mate, I would have took them all. I'd have yeah. been just, no shame. They're mine. But then you had to go through the whole rigmarole of hiding them. Like that was that was fun though, wasn't it? Well, it was also very stressful because some they, your parents would come in your room. Oh, I'm just looking for this, and your your stomach would just drop, and you'd be like, "Please don't go there, please, please, please." please. <laughs> Did oh. your parents ever tidy your room? Yes, yep. that happened to me. 
Go on. No, no. Just we need a you have a story. No, tell no, it. no. I swear, no, I just. I, I'll I, tell mine first if you want. If that makes you feel. I, I had no. Honestly, I had nothing to hide in my room. I was. Uh, Everything was always kept outside the house, but um, outside the I house? had friends who had. What did you do? With it? Well, where, where yeah. was it kept? What was your where I, was your hiding spot? <laughs> <laughs> you had a bonfire, rabbit hutch. <laughs> that was yours. No, I never had a rabbit. <laughs> where does that come from? That's what that's that's eating. <laughs> All right, I got you. No, go on. Tell your story. The well, it was just I had two porn mags in my in my bedroom, and my mum. My bedroom was always really badly. It was just it wasn't tidy. And I remember coming back once. I spent a lot of time in Birmingham because my granddad lived up there and got there and for a few days at the weekend, come back. And I came back to a pile of my clothes on the floor that I had to sort out. The rest of the room was tidy, but there was a pile of clothes and rested on the top of this pile of clothes was a copy of Fiesta and Men Only. Um, Was it ever mentioned? Fucking right, was it? <laughs> they, 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 the, my, they had, as the kids say now, no chill. It was just like, when I got downstairs, you know, I've got brothers and even my stepmom sort of got involved in the in, in the ribbon, and I was mortified. <laughs> I was like sixteen, so I was mortified. But more importantly, I still had my copy of of Joe Guest, Men Only. Oh, yes. Yeah, she was banging. I loved her. Um, so she talked about football again. Uh, <laughs> So the live show is uh, completely sold out for the actual live show. What we've done is because we're screening the game, there's another section of where we're recording a sort of smaller section that's also screening the game as well. And you can get tickets to that. What it is, is £9 to watch the game, but you get that equivalent back in free beer. So you're not actually paying anything, but we need to guarantee that people are going to use the tickets if they buy them. So you pay £9, you get £9 worth of beer. So essentially it's free. But if you paid £9, you're about to turn up, kind of thing. That's the idea. But that doesn't get you to the show. The, the, the room where we're having the show is at capacity. And on a safety level, we can't get any more people in there. But if you fancy watching the game with everyone, do that. <coughs> Sorry, my chest is really tight. Um, but I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, we've got a question from Yidden Agenda. He's uh, oh shit, more information, isn't there? Twenty uh, first uh, Saturday, Man City game. Uh, it's at the White Rabbit in Shoreditch. Doors open from three thirty. It's three thirty. Yeah, 3, I guess that time. Three thirty p.m. p.m. <laughs> the uh, the actual show starts at four, so get in there at three so you can get your your place. Uh, anyone late can just come in and join. It's no problem. It's going to be very relaxed. Um, obviously, people listen to Fine Court know exactly what we're about. Anyone else shitting themselves? No, mm. no, no. Yep. Well, we've got a question from Yid and Agenda on a scale of mild sweats to leg trembles to full-blown Freddy Krueger-style nightmare. How are the nerves ahead of T? Uh, the fight got live. Um, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm a little nervous here. Yeah. yeah, me too. I don't do public speaking. I'm not so worried about that. I'm more worried about the kind of I don't know. Everyone having a good time and getting their money's worth is the. I'm, I'm sure you know. Well, you're more worried about people having fun. <laughs> Matt, Matt's an amazing like. organizer, so I'm sure it's gonna come to fruition perfectly but um, what, sorry so what are you worried about that it, what, no one will enjoy themselves no I just I just want to make sure that people have the best possible time for them because they're paying for to see us which is a terrifying prospect yeah I, I mean that's to, down to, to well, that's down it. to you yeah. to be entertaining I'll be good good I'm not too worried I mean I will be on the day but I refuse to admit that I'm going to be worried do you know the one, one of the reasons why we've taken so long to do this uh, because people have asked about it before one because all of us collectively don't have the ego to think that we deserve an audience in public. That's never what it's been about. And that is a very alien and abstract concept for us to do. But people did ask for it and we feel like 
it could be a lot of fun. I'm more thinking about the whole day and I look back at it and think, what a great day that was. How much fun was it? Especially, especially if we win. Oh, if we win as well. I mean, I'm most excited about what having 250 fellow Spurs fans under one roof. No other fucking stinking yeah. Gooners or Chelsea fans, randoms. Just us. In, in, a, in, a, in a nice venue. Beer as easy as you can get it. With a hasty streaming... Uh, a hasty... Streaming, it's, is it good? Is no, it's not. It's, it's not it's, we actually, we've had to pay BT for a license yeah. and that. But, you know, and if we score, and, and, and we're going to view video that part of it, I think, uh, just to see if we can get the reaction of people going crazy. It's just going to be so much fun. Um, and anyone who, who who's not using their tickets, I know someone's already contacted us to say that they've got free tickets that they're not using. What, what do you want us to do? Contact us um, this week or, or whenever you hear this. Um, we'll retweet it and try and find someone who do, does want to go. Um, yeah, it's it's going to be exciting. I, I am I, I am nervous. I, I I think there's a certain um, we've got to plan things and hopefully. and and as host, there's more pressure on you as well. I mean, when I've hosted podcasts, I didn't realise until I did it how stressful it is because you're keeping your eye on so many different things at once. So there is extra pressure on you. But um, cheers. Yeah. Do you know why? Mind, you're a great host. Do you know why T's nervous? <laughs> why the quiz? Oh, that's a bit I'm least bothered about. There we yeah. go. What you yeah. can't lose, mate. You are a fucking champion. Well, I don't know. You lose. It's like fucking. It's in Game of Thrones. Oh, can we spoil it? People might. Oh, watch it. Like, like Sean Bean or something. No, it's just like you're you're the fighting cops champion. If someone comes and takes your throne in front of the everyone, viper. You're the red viper. Yeah, if you get fucked up, it's like. I mean, first it makes us look bad because no one can beat you. Yeah, but you're, you're you're getting some. You're getting a member of the general public, aren't you? Yeah, but they've had to have bought tickets, and it's going to be random. Yeah, but well, there's going to be some fucking yeah. rain, <laughs> rain Man Mark too. Don't let us down. <laughs> That's no all, pressure. all I say. Uh, yeah. So I've uh, got some quick fire questions. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. You ready? Yep. Uh, would you pay Russian pr- prostitutes to piss on Sol Campbell's bed? That's from Cook Past Tim. No. I wouldn't pay anything that he might enjoy. Yeah. This is to do with the uh, the Donald Trump stuff, isn't it? Yeah. Um, probably not. No. I paid him to do something worse than that. Be right. shit on his bed. Kick his fucking ass. Yeah. Next question, Wendy. When are you going? No. Uh, with the recent Trump allegations, if you had to let one of the Tottenham squad piss on you, who would it be? That's from airs 23 s underscore coffee. You read it. It would have to be someone who um, drinks a lot, so they're well hydrated. Well, they all are. Because you, you don't you don't want you don't want a load of smelly yellow piss on you. So I think who's the fittest? Who well, can you run the most? Maybe you want someone who's been on the bench more and uh, hasn't hasn't sweated out exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Less smeg. So probably Janssen because he probably wouldn't need Mate, Paul Lopez. Paul Lopez. Lopez. <laughs> I'll take a stream of his delicious... Delicious. Lucas Aid filled. Liquid gold. Liquid gold. Um, <coughs> what, you got anything? <coughs> he just said what I was about to say word for word. I'd have said Janssen because he'll miss. I have a odd. I have a odd. He looks like he takes care of himself. He cleans under the foreskin, that kind of thing. Ben Davies. I haven't picked, but I've got Ben Davies. Uh, Xander1982 says what Spurs player from the 19 uh, so the entire 1990s would get into the current team that is a fucking belter of a question I had a very bad thought then I got rid of it think of our most hated uh, footballer of all time he wouldn't get in uh, I think at the level he was then I think he'd be of course he would get in I don't, I don't want to name him by name but I think no, maybe, he, maybe him um Ginola would probably be borderline as he well. Would, he would not get in. I don't think anyone would get in. They would be. Gascoigne would get in. They'd be on the. Uh, 
If you're going up, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, Gascoigne would 100% May- go in. Yeah, maybe, maybe. What are you talking about? Gascoigne would never Le- get in. He hasn't got the legs. He doesn't have the legs. Know, wait, 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 wait. This is a peak Paul Gascoigne in 1991. He would have the legs. Gascoigne, when he played for you Tottenham. You guys are crazy. No, 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 Talent-wise, the, yes. Yeah, the thing is, I'm thinking about Pochettino's Tottenham. It's a very different Tottenham to any other Tottenham. It's, it requires so many different facets. But look how fit he was when he was at his peak. We're not talking right. about... Of the injury, but there's just... no way Gaza can do the training sessions and live up. None to of them season. could. None of them could. None exactly. of them could. Really. It would be someone like you know, it'd be you someone like... like Sedgley or House. Someone <laughs> like a really hard-working midfielder <laughs> would be in our squad. Jason Dizel. <laughs> <laughs> someone with legs would would get in our team. I, I vote Gaza as well. Lineker probably Gaza on the bench. L- Lineker probably wouldn't. Is Lineker better than Harry Kane? He's better than Janssen. Lineker's better than Janssen. Well, is, yeah. is, is, is Lineker better than Harry Kane? Was he? No. No. Clint, Klinsman would be... Whoa, whoa, wait, wait. Klinsman You're saying Lineker's not... I, I prefer Kane over Klinsman, though. Yeah. Genuinely would prefer Kane over Klinsman. So would I. Klinsman on the bench, though, with Teddy. The thing is... Darren Anderson on the bench. Game changer. The Lineker we had was towards the end of his career. And Lineker's achieving his career. Didn't win many trophies. Mm. Okay, Lineker probably is better than, than Kane. You could break it down like right now, but... I, I think Kane is. will go on to achieve a lot more than Lineker ever did if he keeps his trajectory. He's got 30 goals in two seasons. You know, that's... Yeah. You know, we'll, we'll be talking about Kane like with... You know, I mean, people respect Lineker for what he did, but Harry Kane's something else. No striker, even Klingsman, gets in, in ahead of him. If you put... Even this is old Klingsman. You put 94 Klingsman in our team, we win the league. He's, he's one of those players. Klingsman is... And the fact that people here say Harry Kane is better than Klingsman... I didn't say crazy. he did. So you're saying... So the, over a career, but he's time at Tottenham. For that, if, I, if you put 94, 95, that Klingsman yeah. up front for us, we, we virtually win the league. Doesn't do much more than Kane then. Does, uh, has done in the last two years. Remember the goals that I Klingsman remember, scored? Headers. Look at Kane. Headers. Kane's done it Distance. all. Distance. Oh, Scissor kicks. Everything. I, I, I get, I, look, I, I, if someone said Klingsman, and I wouldn't moan at it, but I think Kane fucking special. I'm, I'm it's, it's a good question, but it's, it's interesting how much football changed. Wait, I got, so this is a question for Wendy. You think Kane is better than Sheringham then? Because Sheringham is one of your favourite ever Spurs players. I love Teddy. But because the thing of the stuff that Teddy used to do for us was crazy during the Sher- Sheringham would be a number 10. Exactly, that's exactly what I was going to say. He wouldn't be able to pay up front for us now. Um, and it's the same with Van der Vaart. Van der Vaart was an amazing player for us, but he wouldn't cope in the Pochettino no. team. Yeah. I'm not putting Van der Vaart anywhere near. These fucking questions are horrible. Lee Hempy, King or Toby? Quick, this is quick fire. I picked Toby in this poll list. I'm saying Toby. 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 I love Ledley, but Toby. I'd say Ledley King. Next question. Mate, I think I've said Toby before that. Oh, fuck it. Anyway. Uh, Walker0104 says, with Jamie O'Hara currently in the Big Brother... What? He's, he's in the Big Brother house. Oh my fucking God. Get a life. <laughs> uh, what... Which other former or current Spurs players would you want to see in there? I mean, like, forget the fact that it's pathetic. Um, none. But, um... Gaza? It'd be quite interesting to watch. It'd be a Maybe f- not as he is now, but... I don't that. think I'd enjoy watching that. It'd be terrible to watch. Vlad Kirikesh. <laughs> I saw that video of him after a few drinks. Yeah. <laughs> I think Sandro would have been probably a good laugh in his prime. Yeah. I pick Sandro. I just none of them really sitting around the pool playing his guitar <coughs> <coughs> we ran a poll earlier on Twitter today um, asking um, if we finish second to Chelsea with Arsenal missing out in the top four altogether would you take it I think 82% said this they would take it yeah, the poll's finished I voted yes um, I, I, I suppose a, a guy Chris Ramsing some, some people who listen to the podcast will know him he's a sound geezer 
um, he, he responded and said that he said something about anyone who said yes is, needs their brain checking something like that and I asked him why and I think he said partly about ambition partly about Chelsea finishing above us and about how much you hate Chelsea as well he said something else but I can't remember it I said yes as well because I think my hatred of Arsenal is on a par with my love for Tottenham um, what do you think guys? it was 82% in the end by the way 82 yeah definite yes for me for the reasons you, I mean I don't think we'll finish second so it's that'll be a bonus we get second place but Arsenal finishing outside the top four effectively means they'll lose Sanchez and Ozil they'll be in Europe they'll be in Europe yeah, they'll be that's a shit that's shit no but, no, but I'm saying it won't be as if they. You're making a point, man. It's, it's, no, sorry, but that, that's important because if they finish seventh, they probably win the league the next year. If they finish fifth, they're fucked next year. Come on, man. There is that. You broke. You, you voted yes. I did vote yes. Yeah. So they'll, they'll lose key players. They'll probably lose Wenger because the fans would force him out after not achieving Champions League. Mm. That would be Arsenal, as far as I can tell, destroyed. Wenger goes and Arsenal unravel. Yeah. There's quite, I suggest as well, because there's quite a few things I think as Tottenham as a club we have to do. We have to finish, eventually get, get rid of that kind of whole stigma about never finishing above Arsenal. So once we've done that, I think that's only left is beating Chelsea at Stamford Bridge in the Premier League. Yeah. And then all those kind of stupid records that come and haunt us. So for to play the long game, I reckon finishing second and Arsenal not finishing top four would be great. I'm not really that asked about the Arsenal part of the question, to be honest. I'm happy. I mean, finishing second is an improvement on last season. What a lot of people were saying in the replies were, why can't we win the league? Which is a nice way to think. I of mean, because no, in time, when you said it, we really are yeah, flab again, doing a flab thing. But when people say it now, I was like, well, people actually genuinely believe we can, because last season we ran it close, and right. we can beat anyone on our day. And to caveat that, the entire top six can beat anyone on their day mm. as well, not just us. And Tottenham at our best can beat anyone. And what we saw against Chelsea is that if we're at our best, we can compete with them. And beat them. So, I can understand the positive people on Twitter saying, "Well, you know, we can win the league. Why, why settle for second? Of course. No, I do. I get that completely. And 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 let's go. Let's be that ballsy team because, you know, to be, to be brave is to also feel brave as well. So you know, you got you get results by by, by believing in in, in successes. You manifest the success you want and all that shit. But um, something that struck me was, what do you think Pochettino would answer? He would 100% answer no. I, would I take agree. That. I agree. No, he would not. I think he would, go would take second. He would say yes. Just he couldn't. He couldn't openly admit that. Yeah, no, but, just, but he just, would take second. Just, just to go on that, like as a Spurs fan, like, I get going for the league. But if you can guarantee those two sets of results, like we would fucking destroy them. We would be unbearable. They destroy yeah. themselves. They do. Like you don't need us. So like, just, let's just talk about that a second because, I, like, you know, eighty-two percent said yes. I think what we're looking at is twenty-two percent of eighteen. Uh, so eighteen percent of our audience is likely to bet on Brazil, <laughs> uh, and the rest are likely to kind of leave their money in their pockets, kind of thing. But bet on that. But um, yeah, maybe bet on that. Should we put forty quid on Spurs to win the league? Or, put, or maybe put a homeless. <laughs> it's only it's only like we're like sixteen to one now, though. So it's not much money. Oh. Um, well, those two set of things, aren't it? I wasn't going to say Arsenal first. You're talking about Arsenal um, killing themselves. Like, um, do you, do you, do, are you kind of fucking a bit embarrassed the fact that our main rivals are that pathetic? Like, I want rivals that are a little bit naughty, yeah. a little bit hard. You can give it some. Our our, our rivals are a, a, take the piss out of themselves. We don't even have to do it. 
it's just a bit pathetic. Like yeah. if we def- if you're defined by your enemy, and our enemy is that, what does that make us? We need to find a new enemy. I think. I, I know what you mean. You need, to be a true great, you need a proper rival. Like in F1 back in the day, like um, it was Prost versus Senna, yeah. and then you got someone like Schumacher who who was he up against, like Damon Hill. But I, I see what you mean. You need. You need somebody to kind of balance it out and prove. You could have just said Messi and Ronaldo for God's sake. <laughs> With that fucking minority weirdo sport. <laughs> sake. True sake. Ironically, this, the, what, the point you just made is kind of how Arsenal felt about us a few years ago, in a football sense, yeah, not in, football not sense. in, a, not in an off the pitch sense. As a fan base. But they thought we were that pathetic that we weren't a proper rival to them, so they started hating. I don't know Chelsea. You know, so we should basically really ram home. Yeah. yeah, we'll double down. Exactly. All right, fine, I'm with you, I'm with you. I can't actually stop hating Arsenal, I hate them so much. I can't hate any other team, I don't. I mean, when we play Chelsea, we say, oh, I hate Chelsea more than Arsenal, I don't get that. I only hate one team and one team only. Yeah. I don't think Chelsea and West Ham are even worth my hate. No. Nah. I don't even hate them. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I feel exactly the same way. Annoyingly, I quite like Conte as well. I, I, like, I like him. <laughs> and while we're, while we're all like cleaning out the closet, I really like Zola and I quite like Di Matteo. So oh, what well, Italians? And Hullet, I like Hullet. Oh, so well. oh, you played AC Milan. Oh, dearie uh, me, that's like you're, not, you're a positive, you're a positive racist. I don't know what that means. Uh, I bet you love Ambrosini uh, and Dalabona. Did Ambrosini come to Chelsea? Let's he didn't know. Uh, no, he didn't, did he? Nicola Berti. Yeah, 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 Sam Dalabona. Nicola Berti. Yeah. Yeah. Anyone, any other? Casaragi. Tramazzani. Yeah. Good, Tramazzani. I would like it one day before before my time's up. I would like Spurs to sign a good Italian. I mean, if you know, there ain't that many out there. There ain't that many good Italians who play in England generally. Who was the Italian we were linked to? They can't cope with our high pressure style. Berardi. The one, no, the one that I linked you to the other day. There's a young Italian guy we're being linked with in the press. Oh, his name's escaped. He would fucking know, shouldn't he? I've got Wendell. Why do you think about it? Who's who's what's his uh, striker Arsenal after? What's he like? Oh, um, Bellotti. He's um, he's okay. He, you know, he's he worth fifty six million. He's a proper. He's a goal scorer. He doesn't do much else, but he's like a proper fox in the box. He scores. He started to score a shitload of goals. Like Soldado was fifty six million is his buyout clause. Oh, Arsenal, yeah. you'd be crazy to pay that man. Right. So what's his real value? Twenty mil. Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, he's not a Cardi or something like that. If you're gonna spend fifty six million, go buy a Cardi from Inter. He's crazy, don't he? <laughs> crazy yeah, but he's, but he's a proper striker. Fair enough. Um, if you scored a goal, actually, I'm sick of my own voice. Someone else asked these questions. Okay. Well. Um, if you scored a goal for Spurs, what would the celebration be? Simi Rawlington, Facebook. I dive into the crowd, like exactly like Ali did against Chelsea. I love that. I I'll dive straight into the crowd. Take the yellow card. That's pathetic. I know, well, isn't it? That wound me up. That was dreadful. What would your celebration be? Yeah, it's hard to get away from. That. I, I would want to celebrate with the rest of the team. So maybe a run to the corner. Hopefully, get mobbed and not be just left to run by myself into the corner. Well, that's what I was dead for Chelsea, against Chelsea. In um, in '92, Thomas Brolin scored that goal against um, England. Scored it, and he, when he celebrated, he jumped up and did that spin, and that just got stuck in my head for years. So, like even at school when we were playing like Wembley Wembley doubles or something like that, if I scored, I always used to do the Thomas Brolin spin. Yeah, absolutely. But, but I would like, I would like one day to be able to score a goal of such like significance or importance to do like you know the Tardelli which is the greatest ever celebration yeah. where you're running and you don't know where you're running but you just all your shit is gone I think, I think that celebration lends itself to a bigger stadium so um, Harry Winks did almost the same against West Ham yeah. he ran towards the bench mm-hmm. but in a bigger stadium it's almost like because it's so fast it probably make mean more yeah. when they do it 
you need you need that look in their eyes where they don't they still trying to as they're running away celebrating yeah. it's kind of like um it's they're on autopilot because they know they've scored but it's that realization as they're celebrating mm-hmm. that oh my god this goal that I've just scored is the biggest thing I'm ever going to do in my life. Do I quite you? enjoyed the Ben Davis celebration because it basically involved everyone mobbing him and also looking incredibly surprised <laughs> and almost laughing at the fact that he scored. <laughs> it's brilliant. I remember Van der Vaart scored against um, Arsenal in the 3-3 at home. And um, I think he went across the front row and just gave everyone like high fives. Yeah. I thought I'd probably just do that, just be punching the air with one, one end and just high fiving everyone. That'd probably be my celebration. Next question. Come on, buddy. Um, there's a lot to get our hopes up about. Oh my god! There's a lot to get our hopes up about now. About now. <laughs> <laughs> a string of impressive wins, media hype, players making comments about a go at silverware. What can you say that won't be depressing to keep our feet firmly planted on the ground? That's by Whiskey Victor on Reddit. I would say just enjoy now. Don't don't expect too much. And and if great things happen, enjoy them. But if you if you expect them. They're almost not as great as just kind of the kind of coming out of the blue. If you get to an FA Cup final, just expect to go to Wembley and, and enjoy it. Enjoy the football we're playing now. Pochettino's got us playing some great stuff. We're, we're as good as we have been for decades. Um, uh, so j- just enjoy it. Don't think too far ahead. Take each game as it comes uh, and uh, and live day by day. I think that's general rule of thumb. Um, so that would be my advice. Don't worry about keeping your feet on the ground. Give it if if we've won a few games on the bounce. Be humble when we've lost, unless it's a gooner, and then fucking slap him. But you know, I mean, ultimately, it's about just it, just in, it, taking it as it comes. That's why. That's the way I do. Yeah, can't argue with that. Enjoy every game as it happens, but also keep some perspective because it was only a matter of weeks ago that everyone was complaining about the football we were playing, the fact we weren't winning games. Ali wasn't no, nowhere near the form he's in now. And, you know, I don't think it's going to happen, but there's every chance that could be our form next month. That, that might happen again until the end of the season and we might slump down out, outside the top four. Um, so, yeah, like Flav says, just enjoy the wins as they come and, and don't think too far ahead. Don't get ahead of yourselves. I'd like to say we just appreciate the football that we've got at the moment because we've come a long way since, like, um, that Stoke game where there was, like, the player revolt and everything else. So from that moment, just appreciate everything that has happened. And even though occasionally we might get upset or angry with the team that we have gone on a journey and it's continuing we're only, we're only a few even when we're on a bad patch we're only a few games away from turning it around yeah. as has been our form over the last two years yeah we've never really been out of touch from the top teams either um, I know it says that won't be depressing but there are a number of players in the squad that we can improve on we're nowhere near the ceiling that this team can achieve if it, if it stays together so we're doing great but we can do a whole lot better so um, I don't think the team has peaked as yet but as the other guys have said, when we get a game like we do against Chelsea and we win 2-0, don't worry about we've got, we got West Brom next, don't worry about oh, we're giving it large and it's just three points. As a fan of a club, you've got to appreciate the good moments when they come because you're going you're, you're gonna to miss them when they're gone. Um, you know, I mean, we had Van der Vaart, Modric and Bell playing for our club. And imagining Bell playing for us now is insane. Mm. I mean, I think it's the best player I've had in the last 30, 40 years. Yeah, probably. In terms, I mean, in terms of like, you know, Tanzan full of Ballon d'Or, one of the best players in the world playing for our club. And you have to appreciate, with the way, the way things are with Tottenham, you really need to appreciate things as they happen and not keep worrying about tomorrow. I think the key thing is never turning to them cunts down the road. Don't never expect, never think you deserve, just appreciate 
the good shit that's happening because otherwise you'll be calling for the manager after a draw at home and uh, no you never there are, there are people acting us saying then I watch it go yeah um, and, and there'll always be strange people in your fan base and there's not much you can do about those people but you know you've seen from, from Arsenal fans and how they behave just don't become them uh, final <coughs> question Chris Knights on Facebook he says Carl Walker and Danny Rose both get sold to Manchester clubs Obviously, there's that rumour today that Man United are plotting a £60 million raid, according to The Sun, um, because they pay higher wages. Uh, who, who gets more abuse on their return to the lane? Carl Walker, I think. I think he's closer to abuse than Danny, than Danny Rose. Danny Rose has kind of won everybody over. I disagree. But, I disagree. But Carl Walker, he, he, he was only like 18 months ago from getting serious dogs abuse. Whereas Danny Rose, at least Danny Rose has got that debut and he's got everything else. I think Carl Walker. I think it's a very thin line between love and hate and the fact that the thing is it can it can flip on the sixpence, man. And I think if if Rose I I think if Walker um I think people are fairly neutral to him as a person. Danny Rose feels like he's one of us and he feels that by leaving he'd be betraying us. I don't, I don't think I'd have ever better to say but let's see Unless he leaves badly, but I think I think Rose would probably get more. My reasoning is slightly different. I love them both immensely. I think, and I actually think Walker's one of us as well. I think the way he speaks about the club is really endearing, and he's clearly got a lot of affection for it. But I think Rose is one of those players that opposition fans love to hate. Yeah, he he's a spiteful player. He loves to leave a foot in. He goes into very hard, crunching challenges as early in the game as possible to kind of stamp his authority on his opposition player. He winds fans up. Look how Stoke hate him. So they absolutely hate him more than any other player in the league. Yeah, Arsenal obviously hate him for that goal and the fact that he always seems to play well against them. Chelsea United, now hate him. United because of Mkhitaryan. Yes, uh, he's, he's dived against a couple of teams as well. And, and um, City. Yes, yes. So I think Rose. <laughs> a lot of people hate him. He's he, that. <laughs> based on that, I think he's the one that we would probably turn on. But. I, there's, there's no way that they're leaving to go to another club in England. If either not. of them was to leave, it would be to go abroad because that's what Levy does. But the beautiful thing about Danny Rose is what we said at the start of the season. It's Danny Rose, the footballer, the left-back. So I could understand him leaving for more money. Whereas Walker <coughs> plays the whole kind of like, uh, a bit more that he's more spurs and stuff. So I would feel more betrayed for Carl Walker leaving Danny Rose. Danny Rose would make um, a business decision and maybe like a, a football career decision. Whereas Carl Walker leaving, I would... I would hold that against him. They're not going. But they're not going. Nah, they're not going. I I can't say anything that hasn't already been said. Because someone actually asked, um, they said, um, how would Flav handle it if if Rose left? Would he have a nervous breakdown? That's the general word of the question. I'd have Ben Davis and I'd love him instead. (laughs) Yeah, I love love Danny Rose. I mean, he's amazing. Everybody loves him. He's he's gone about things the right way, but so has Carl Walker and... I just love them all. At this moment, it's such a lovely position to be in as a Tottenham fan because you look down at the first 11 and the bench and you think, I can't say a bad word about any of them apart from... You can't say a bad word about any of them, really. So, <laughs> so, so you know, it's, it is a good position to be in. Uh, we've got a manager who is respectful, who, who goes about things the right way, apart from when he's picking cup teams against Arsenal. But other than that, you can't really blame him. You know, we, we, we're lucky, lads. We're lucky and let's enjoy it. It's not going to last forever. Let's enjoy it. And, um, and when shit goes wrong, 
then we'll, we'll kind of we'll, we'll drill down on on the traditions of Tottenham and, and the things that made us fall fall in love with the club in the first instance. But at this time, we don't have to. We can just enjoy what's going on on the pitch. That's been the Fighting Cop podcast. Thank you very much, gentlemen. Windy, Bardi, Felonius. Cheers. Thank uh, and for those that don't listen next week, we'll see you on the 21st. And you know what? Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. And um, <laughs> yeah, some of the more socially awkward. There's a big difference when talking to a microphone and talking at loads of people. Maybe we should do that back to everyone. You know, yeah, jungle. Like Miles Davis style. Do you know jungle. <laughs> I did it. I, I didn't know. That's that. what it's known for. But when you go and see Jungle, you don't. There's a screen in front of the, the stage. I see them twice, and they have a screen uh, in front of the stage, and you just see silhouettes of them playing. We might have to do that. Actually, that's, that's not a little, bad shout. A little bit deverish. Uh, I, I think <laughs> all, all I would say is it's going to be a big communal event, and we're all Spurs fans. The Fighting Cock is is a show, and, and people listen to it, and, and it'll be great for us all to be there and, and people to be able to talk. And we have chats with with, with stuff uh, about the kind of porn they're into and where they found porn, uh, the best place they found porn. That should be the opening conversation opening to anybody gambit. from the fighting cock is the best place you've ever found porn. Yeah. How about that? Bring porn. <laughs> Actually, no, don't bring No, don't. Don't, <laughs> don't bring porn. Do you know what the most interesting thing is going to be? Like, after we've finished and there's like 250, 280 people piling out of the venue into Shoreditch. <laughs> You can't get in any. You can't get in with four men. We're gonna to have to split up into groups and do four at a time. <laughs> it's gonna be a load, loads and loads of fun. And yeah. if you haven't got a ticket and you fancy it, then keep an eye on our, our Twitter. I'm sure there may be a couple floating about. But all right, Godspeed, and thank you once again for downloading the phone call. Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Sports Social Podcast Network.